Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello, and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. Hello, and welcome to a bonus episode of the Love Life Connection podcast. And as you guessed it, this is not a normal episode. This episode is all about the coronavirus and really the ramifications personally, globally, community-wise. And I know there's a lot of uncertainty and fear, and obviously I don't have all of the answers to probably what all of your questions and fears are about. But I hope what today I can share will allow you to use the tools that I teach on the podcast and in my workshops and in my challenges with my clients because now is really the ultimate test to our ability to surrender and to trust and to be radically present. So I'm going to talk about dating and I'm going to talk about personal growth and what to do during this time because I hope none of you are actually physically dating other people right now. I'm also going to talk about how to stay healthy and how to be a good community member. And then finally, I'm going to talk about the spiritual aspects of what's going on right now. And we're going to end with a meditation. And you can use this meditation as much as you need throughout the crisis, however long that lasts. So please feel free to come back to it again and again. So first things first, if you're not already, I have to say it, please stay home. Getting together with just a few friends at your house or someone else's house or play dates with your kids and someone else's kids, that does not count. And I know it's really hard, especially for you single moms who are locked up in your house with your kids. I I can't even imagine, and I am sending you so much love and compassion, but I can't emphasize how important it is for you to stay completely physically isolated, at least until testing is more robust or we hear different information from our health experts from the CDC and the 
and the HWO, we just really, really need to stay isolated. And I know that staying isolated actually can breed some of the fear because it feels really extreme. And it is extreme. It's very extreme. We've never have lived through anything like this in our lifetime. And I know this is probably even harder if you're an extrovert and I'm an introvert. So I kind of already lived the quarantine lifestyle. But if you're an extrovert, you know, obviously make sure you're doing what you need to do to have phone calls, to have FaceTime, to have Zoom hangouts, Skype hangouts, whatever it is. But please, please, please stay home as much as you possibly can. And this includes, obviously, if you are over 60 or if you have any pre-existing health conditions at any age, and even if you are not in one of those categories, you must stay home because you can be a vector to your parents, grandparents, or a stranger unknowingly. So please stay home. I can't emphasize it enough. And, you know, I, I think a lot of times we all hang out in bubbles um, and we think, oh, everyone's staying home. But there was an article in NPR that showed some statistics that only about half of the people right now in the United States who can stay home are staying home. So please stay home. Make sure your friends and family are staying home. Make sure your stubborn aunt, uncle or grandparent or parent or whatever is staying home. We really, really need to stay home as much as humanly possible. And honestly, I know there are going to be people like who are running groceries for Amazon or Uber drivers and all that kind of stuff. And I really feel for them or for you if you're one of those people. And honestly, by us staying home, it helps to keep them safe because there's just less possible chance of someone being an unknowing vector of the coronavirus. So please, please stay home. Hashtag flatten the curve, what all the experts are saying. Okay, so we're going to move on and talk about dating and relationships and love and what I think you can be doing during this time. I don't think your entire life has to come to a halt and just watch Netflix for the next however many months. And look, we're all going to do probably Netflix binge the first couple of weeks, but then after a while, we're going to like, okay, I've got to do something else with my life. So what can you do? Well, here are a few things. We're going to talk about dating. Now, first and foremost, in terms of isolation, if you're in a serious relationship with someone and you want to isolate with them, I think that's totally fine, but you need to be in a situation where there's a lot of trust so that you know they're taking the isolation seriously and you're in this together because literally your life or their parents' life or your parents' life or grandparents or whatever can literally depend on it. So if you're in a serious relationship and you want to isolate with them, go for it. If you're dating someone and it's less serious, then this isn't the time to see them sometimes and then go back to your own respective places because you just don't know what they're doing when you're not with them. And if you're in a less serious relationship, it may not be your place to be like, hey, what are you doing when we're not together? Are you isolating yourself? So you might just want to move to seeing each other on FaceTime or Skype, maybe having some phone sex, like whatever it is. But I think you want to keep the relationship mostly on the internet. Obviously, no first dates or meeting people off the apps right now. I don't have to say it again, but obviously that can be really dangerous to you or to a potential stranger at the grocery store. So please do not be meeting anyone off the apps right now. I know that if you live alone, this can be an incredibly lonely time. But remember, the antidote to loneliness is not to just go on a date with a random person. It's to connect with you or to connect with a loved one. You can do that via phone or FaceTime. So please do not meet anyone off the apps. You do not know who they are, where they've been, if they're asymptomatic, if they've had a cough, for the past few days, you just really do not know. So protect yourself and protect your loved ones and protect your community. However, I don't think you have to necessarily halt 
all online dating. If you really want to continue dating, I think you totally can, right? Because you can swipe on the apps, you can text on the apps. And honestly, coronavirus or not, I'm a really big fan of having a FaceTime date or a phone date before you actually meet someone in real life. Because how many times have you been on a date with someone and within the first 10, 20 seconds, you're like, oh, I'm just not feeling with this person. Well, I think that's pretty common. And a lot of that can be mitigated if you would just have a phone conversation or a FaceTime conversation with someone first. And honestly, it does a lot of weeding out for you because if someone is just simply not willing to have a phone conversation first, then they're probably not available for what you're really looking for. And so you get to waste less time. So if you really want to keep dating and you want to keep meeting people, I think that's totally fine. Just keep it 100% virtual and until the situation changes. However, however, online dating specifically can be a distraction and it can be almost almost an addiction, right? Like if you feel like you just can't imagine not dating or what would you do with your time or what would you do if you started feeling lonely, then I think it might be a really, really wonderful opportunity these next few weeks and few months to dig into doing some of the inner work. I talk a lot about dating breaks on the show, and honestly, this is the perfect time to. You know, like I said earlier, at some point, all the Netflix and movie watching is going to get really old, and it's actually going to feel draining. And a perfect way to counteract that is to do the work I talk about on this podcast. You know, I just began working with a new client earlier this week, and it some ways it felt like a weird time to start working together because it was like, I don't know, coronavirus, like, ah, what's going on in the world? However, I actually told her, I think it's a perfect time to begin doing this work because so much of the work I do with my clients, especially towards the beginning of our time together, is inner child work and it's emotional work and it's spiritual work. And that involves nobody but you and your journal and a pen. And you can do that in quarantine and isolation, all you freaking want. You know, I just did the Date Yourself Challenge. We wrapped up yesterday at the time that this podcast episode is released. And I got an email from someone who said she was in quarantine and therefore she couldn't do any of the challenges that I was, you know, emailing about. And I was like, that's not true at all, right? Because some of the challenges might involve standing in front of the mirror and saying, I love you for a minute, or it might involve writing a love letter to yourself, or it might involve taking a hot bath or doing some journaling or meditation. All of this stuff is stuff you can do in isolation. And I think this will really, really help to keep your spirits up because again, I think it will be hard mentally and emotionally, especially as the isolation, you know, drags on for the next few weeks and months. Um, So don't let this be a missed opportunity to really just kind of, you're almost kind of forced to not, I shouldn't say forced, but there's not a lot of distraction right now, right? It's not like someone's going to call you and be like, hey, we're going to the club tonight. You want to come? Or there's a movie on. Let's go to the movies or whatever. Like none of that is going to be happening right now for the foreseeable future. And so really take advantage of this time and, you know, do some of the inner work that you keep saying you want to do or that you want to get to, but you never actually do. And I know it can feel uncomfortable to do some of that work by yourself, but, you know, coaches and therapists are still taking clients online. And so you have resources if things come up for you as you dive into the inner child work. You know, one thing that you can do is to check out my free workshop, Five Ways to Avoid Overwhelming anxiety and dating. It's totally free. You don't need to go anywhere to watch it. And you can watch it on your own time and journal about it and see what comes up for you and begin doing some of the work that I outline in that 
uh, in that workshop. And you can grab that at veronicagrant.com forward slash workshop. And there's all sorts of times for no matter where you are in the world to grab it. So overall, with dating, yes, you can continue online dating if you want and meeting people virtually if you want. But I would really encourage you to look at your strong desire to do that if that's what you're feeling and just notice, just take a pulse on it and just notice, am I wanting to do this because I just need to distract myself because I'm bored because I'm feeling lonely. And if your answer to those questions or any similar kind of questions is yes, I really, 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 really encourage you to take the time to take a break and really just focus on you focus on yourself. So this Thursday, I actually have a guest expert coming on to the show. And she is the author of a book where she wrote about how she gave up men for Lent for 40 days. And what's really funny is I don't, I'm not super familiar with Lent, you know, y'all know I'm Jewish. And so I'm thinking, okay, um, Easter is in April. So I don't know, Lent probably starts around March time. So yeah, this would be a great guest expert for March. What I didn't know is that Lent actually starts the end of February and I probably should have had her then. However, this kind of works out to be perfect timing as well because she gave up men completely and actually really changed her lifestyle where she wasn't going out and drinking as much. And so even though we're not really specifically talking about Lent when it comes to coronavirus, obviously the same kind of thing still stands. And you can hear her story of what happened for her when she finally just gave up dating altogether and really focused on her and the relationship she had with herself. So if you're still kind of iffy about totally getting off the apps or totally taking a break online dating or thought feels just really, really scary to you or like what would you do to fill that time, then make sure you listen to the upcoming episode this Thursday. And of course, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so that you automatically get a notification when the episode is available. Hey women, I wanted to jump in here real quick to let you know that I've opened up the doors to the Love Incubator 2020, which is my one-on-one coaching program with a small group element. I will not be running another group until at least spring 2021. So if you're desiring deep transformation with me and your love life in a one-on-one setting, this is your best opportunity. The Love Incubator is a four-month journey and immersion for women who are ready to dig deep and to discover the art of finding love in a lasting equal partnership in their life. In the Love Incubator, you'll have one-on-one coaching calls with me each month, plus we'll have a monthly group check-in call where we can assess your growth and you can connect with other like-minded women who are on the same path as you, plus continuous in-between session support. No longer will you feel like you're alone or like you're the only crazy one. And there's so much healing just from that. So if you're ready to dig deep, grow massively, and have me hold your hand throughout the process, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash love incubator to learn more about the program and to schedule an incubator exploratory session so that we can get on the phone and chat to see if the love incubator is the right fit for you. Again, that's veronicagrant.com forward slash love incubator. All right, now back to the show. Okay, so that's what I have to say about dating. I want to talk a little bit about staying healthy. Obviously, you already know, wash your hands, don't touch your face. Please wipe down things in your home that you frequently touch, faucets, light switches, doorknobs, that kind of stuff. Wipe down your phone every time you come back into the house, you know, things like that. I'm not going to talk too much. You can definitely check out cdc.gov or the World Health Organization's website for more information on staying healthy in that way. I want to talk more about how to stay physically healthy because 
you know, this is a time where we're going to be sitting around in our house a lot more and we're not going to be going out and about. And if you're ordering groceries or food in, you're really not going to be going out and about as much. So the good thing is that most of us are going to have a little bit more free time, whether you're working from home or you might have cut work hours or you might have been working at all. So either way, we all have more time on our hands right now. So I think it's a really, really great opportunity to really get serious about cooking healthy meals at home or at least ordering healthy meals from restaurants. And also I think more importantly is moving your body. I shouldn't say more importantly, but I think moving your body will also have an impact on your emotional mental health. Look, like if you're exhausted from running around all the time and doing your job and going here and going there and then being in self-isolation, the first one or two weeks might actually feel really nice that you just kind of get to sit around and watch Netflix or read books or knit or whatever you like to do. But over time, that's going to feel a little lethargic and you're going to want to move your body or just you're going to want to feel like you do want to do something or you're even going to feel maybe even mildly depressed. And I think that the more you can move your body and continue to eat healthy, then I think the better that you're going to feel. So here's what I'm personally doing. So as I'm recording this, I'm actually in Philadelphia and my husband and I are headed down to North Carolina for a couple of weeks maybe a couple of months, who knows, we are going to stay with my mom because there's just more space to walk outside and not be around as many people. You know, we've got the dog, she's got a yard, so it just makes a lot more sense. So if you have any kind of availability where you can get somewhere where there's a little bit more space to move around, I think that's a great option. I realize that a lot of you don't have that option, but I do think that you know, it could be something worth looking into. Now, aside from that, there are two online programs that I want to tell you about. The first is my friend Veronica Peretti. She has been on the show quite a few times um, talking about astrology, and she's also a yoga teacher. And she is offering yoga classes all online three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at six o'clock Eastern time. And she's offering unlimited classes for $44 a month. So I'm not sure exactly where to go sign up on her website, but go check her out on Instagram and send her a DM. And I am sure she will hook you up. And I know a lot of the yoga classes in your areas are probably moving a lot of their classes online as well. So if you do go to a studio or you haven't gone to a studio, but maybe Google a local one and just see if they're having any classes online. If you want to keep it more local, I think that would be a really great option as well. Another thing that I'm personally using is Erin Stutland's app called The Movement, which I just love. I've actually been using her workout programs on and off for probably about four years now, and I just can't recommend them enough. And we'll put the link to that in the show notes. So she has workouts on this app that goes anywhere from five minutes to 45 minutes, just depending on how long you have. And what I love is she's got like um, hit classes. She's got cardio dance classes. She's got more cardio based classes. She's got yoga type of classes, stretching. And what I really love about her classes is she incorporates mantras into uh, her exercises. So you're moving, but you're also saying these affirmations and all of the workouts have different themes. So some of the workouts are based more towards gratitude. Some are based more towards, you know, my time is now, or I'm taking action or, I believe in myself or whatever. So they all have, all the workouts have different kinds of themes and then all the mantras kind of create like a, like a, 
you know, like not like a poem, but like they all go together and it's all towards like whatever the theme of the workout is. So you're getting a great physical workout, but I think it's also so, so helpful because I do think that in isolation, not moving around, not living our normal life. And then if you're dealing with any financial hardship, I think we will be facing some anxiety and some depression. And I think that if you can you know, do something to mitigate it, I think that is just a wonderful, wonderful thing. So again, Aaron Stutland's app, The Movement, it's $20 a month, I believe. And I think you get a seven day free trial. I think it's totally, totally worth it. And I can't recommend it enough. So I want to talk a little bit about how to be a good community member. You know, we haven't really lived in a long time in our society that we really had to consider the collective. After World War II, we became a very individualistic society where it's basically like, I'm gonna climb the mountain and we just kind of worry about ourselves, right? And I know that it's not necessarily true of you listening, but I think that's as a whole, that is very much American culture. Whereas like the World War II generation, like everyone had to come together and like not use rubber materials and have their victory gardens in their yards so that materials and supplies could be sent to the soldiers abroad, right? So like that was very much what was going on in Europe. And then that changed after World War II. And then ever since then, it's just we haven't lived in an American society like that. And now we're being called to be good community members. Because remember, if you're young and healthy, you're not staying home for you. I mean, yes, you do want to stay home for you because you don't want to get COVID-19 because even though you're more than likely to be 100% fine, um, you know, low risk is not no risk, right? So part of it is for you and your own safety and protection, but it's more to do this thing that we're calling flatten the curve so that older people you know, can get the care they need if they get sick. So obviously, if you are under, I was, you know, if you're younger and you're in good physical, you know, shape, please, please stay home. It's not for you. It's for other people. So if you are young, stay home. I talked about it before. I'm not going to go into it again. But also you might want to consider you know, whether you're young or old, what you can do to help. Now, if you have a older neighbor, maybe you want to see if you can run some errands for her. Or maybe you want to see if you can hop on the phone with her and teach her how to use the grocery delivery apps because maybe she's not familiar with how to use them. Don't go see her because you don't want to be a vector, but maybe just call her and see what's going on. If you do go run errands for her, make sure you just leave the groceries or the supplies on her doorstep so she can get them you know, herself and just remind her to wash her hands after dealing with the supplies and to wipe down anything that comes in plastic with, you know, some sort of disinfectant. Don't wait for a neighbor to ask, just reach out to them and let them know that you're available to help and maybe just help even without them, you know, saying, yes, please help. Just do it anyways, because they probably do need help. Because really, if you're 16 older, you really, 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 really need to be staying home as much as possible. If you use some delivery services, you know, whether it's the Amazon grocery delivery, Uber Eats, whatever, consider tipping a bit more. A lot of people have lost their jobs and are simply trying to get by. Now, I know that a lot of delivery types of jobs might have a lot of business over the next 
you know, few months or so. But consider that maybe some of those people are doing those jobs because they lost their other jobs, maybe their higher paying jobs. So if you can afford it, consider over tipping because I think it'll really, really help. And the more cash we can get in people's pockets who spend money, then I think the better off our economy will be. If you have a regular nail person, hair person, cleaner, any kind of service that you're not using right now, consider still paying for your session and or at least sending some sort of tip or even just buying a gift card for future use. Again, this is going to be an especially hard time for them. Their businesses have come to a complete grinding halt. And for those types of workers, there's no safety net. Many of them will not be able to file for unemployment because they're not W-2 employees. We very much live in a gig economy and a freelance economy these days. And there's just no safety net from the government right now for those types of employees. And so if you have, if you are a W-2 employee and there's other safety nets for, for you, consider helping others out. Um, I think it's just the right thing to do, but I think also it will help the economy. I know financially this right now feels very scary and it feels uncertain, but if you have the means, I really encourage you also to consider chipping into your local food bank. Now, I read recently in an article that food banks do better if you can donate money rather than food. However, I would just Google your local food bank and see what they're needing and then just give them whatever they are asking for. And Here's the thing. If you if you really don't have the means, like if you are like, how am I going to pay my rent or how am I going to buy groceries? Obviously, I'm not talking to you, but I am going to encourage you to reach out for help and, and see what resources are available for you because you might be surprised, you know, in terms of calling your bank or your landlord in terms of getting mortgages or rents delayed, student loan payments delayed, other car payments, that kind of stuff delayed, um, reaching out to schools and government associations because there might be some way to get food and supplies that you need. So obviously, if that's you, then you know, I want you to do that stuff. But notice if, you know, I think we all have a little bit of scarcity, like, ooh, what's going to happen? Money feels scary right now. But just really take an honest look at really where you are financially. Like, are you really going to be, you know, homeless and going broke, you know, if you were to make no money over the next couple of weeks or a few months? And if the answer truly is yes, then, you know, follow the advice I just gave. But if the answer was no, I really, really encourage you to consider chipping in in some way. You know, I have a really, really bad scarcity mindset and I'm really one to be like, oh my God, I need to hoard all my money. I'm not, I can't spend any of it. You know, that's just kind of how I was raised and kind of just something that has really been deeply embedded in me. And I've worked so, so, so incredibly hard to let go of that because it doesn't help me. It doesn't help my family. It doesn't, it's not really the kind of person that I want to be. And so for me, one of the best ways to overcome that is a gratitude and be grateful for everything that I have, but then also to give. So please consider giving. Please consider having a gratitude list that you write every day because no matter what, we're going to get through this and eventually it'll all be fine. There might be some obstacles and hardships between now and then, but we will get through this. And I think we're all going to be better for it if we you know, kind of get out of the mindset of like, oh, this is gonna be really bad for me. But think about, you know, how it might be a lot worse for other people and what you can do to help them. Moving on to talking a little bit about, you know, spiritually and personal growth wise, what you can do. You know, uncertainty is probably one of the scariest things that's in this pandemic. And while this is at a larger level than most of us have ever experienced, uncertainty is not new. 
In fact, you probably face uncertainty every time you go on a date because maybe you don't know how the other person feels. Maybe you don't know if they want to have a relationship with you or not. That's uncertainty, right? It might be a different scale, the uncertainty that we have now, but the tools do not change, right? Now is the time to lean into trust and surrender and to use the tools of meditation and visualizations and inner child work and journaling and comforting yourself and reparenting yourself and practicing self-compassion because all of that is going to help you stay radically present as we navigate this uncertain period. Nobody has the answers. You're not going to find it by Googling the latest coronavirus updates and blah, blah, blah. You have to find it from within. That's the only way. So I want you to resist the urge to go on a Netflix binge for the next month or two. And don't get me wrong. I'll definitely be watching some shows I haven't had the time to watch. I've got a lot of DMs from y'all about Love is Blind. And if I'm going to do like a bonus episode on what I think about it, I have not seen the show yet. So I will watch and then I will decide if I'm going to do some episodes on the podcast about it. So yeah, I will probably be spending some time over the next couple months watching that. I heard they're going to release some old seasons of The Bachelor because they have delayed Clara season, which I am so upset about, but I totally understand. Uh, so yeah, I will definitely be enjoying my time doing that, but I'm also going to make sure that I'm taking time for my spiritual practice. One, I think it's really just a matter of emotional, mental survival in this time, but also it's just such an opportunity, right? Like imagine if you can find a sense of peace and calm in all of this chaos and this uncertainty. Well, you have just radically grown those muscles. And like, so then the next time you go on a date or enter in a new relationship, you can freaking deal with that uncertainty because that is nowhere close to the uncertainty of the coronavirus. So to help you, I'm going to take you through a meditation right now to help you ease some of the uncertainty, to ease some frazzled nerves. And like I said, feel free to come back to this meditation as much as you need it over the next few months. And if you are driving or walking right now, consider just putting a pin in it, knowing that you're going to come back to about 25 minutes or so. And that is where you can start this meditation. Now, at the end of the meditation, this podcast is just going to end. So I'll go ahead and sign off here. Thank you so much for being a part of this community. I see you. I love you. Be vigilant. But please, 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 please do not panic. I cannot emphasize this enough. Use the tools that you already have and that you already know. I'll be back in your earbuds this Thursday with another regularly scheduled episode of the Love Life Connection podcast, all about giving up men for Lent for 40 days slash coronavirus. See you then. Okay, so if you're still with me, we'll begin the meditation. Now for this meditation, I invite you to do whatever you need to do to feel comfortable. You can sit, you can lie down, you can recline. If you've got some bolsters or blocks or blankets, it might be really nice to prop yourself up. If you are going to sit, I do encourage you to have your hips higher than your knees. That just feels a little bit better in the back and the hips as you sit. So just place a couple blankets or a yoga block underneath your sits bones. And you'll find that it's probably easier to sit a little taller. And feel free just to lay down. And if you are going to lay down, I encourage you to be on a supported surface just to protect the alignment in your spine. So I think you could do this meditation in bed, but maybe not like on the couch. So go into the floor or your bed and just get comfortable. And you can either close your eyes 
or you can keep your eyes at a half gaze, just looking down the bridge of your nose, not really looking at anything, allowing your eyes just to kind of gaze off into the distance. Whatever you need to do to turn inward. Just take a couple of breaths, sending the air in through your nose all the way to the bottom of your lungs so you can feel your belly rise. You might want to place one hand on your belly if that helps you to remember to breathe deeply. A lot of times we only use the top portion of our lungs when we breathe and this is fine, except that over time, it can actually induce the flight or fight response. So deep belly breathing helps to induce the rest and digest response. Good. Just a few more breaths here. And if at any time during the meditation you kind of zone out and you lose track of where I am or what I'm saying, always come back to this breath. You always have the breath. And honestly, that's just a good life lesson. As long as you're breathing, you're alive. So you always have your breath. When things feel panicky or uncertain, always come back to the breath. Good. So this meditation is really focused on soothing our nervous system. One of my favorite ways to do this is to imagine my nerves. And if you have you know, curly or frizzy hair, you might be able to relate to this. But, you know, if you were to grab a strand of hair and then kind of rub your hand back and forth up and down, like the hair would kind of like frazzle out. So sometimes that's might be how our nerves feel. And so we're just going to go starting at the top of our head all the way down to our toes and smooth out the nerves. So I want you to actually imagine yourself smoothing out the nerves. So we'll stop, start at the top of your head. So bring your attention there. And just imagine you're smoothing out the nerves beginning at the top of your head, going down the sides of your head towards your ears, and the back of your head. And you can imagine smoothing out the nerves however you want with your hands. I like to imagine like a little roller going over them, like a lint roller, that kind of thing. Imagine the nerves going down your face, just smoothing them out over your nose and cheeks, chin, and then moving down to your neck and throat, just smoothing them out. And then go down to your chest, rolling out the nerves there, smoothing them out. And then going down your arms, 
Start with your left arm. Going to the elbow. Forearm. Front of your hand. Back of your hand. Your fingers. One, two, three, four, five. And then back up the arms across the chest and over to your right arm, starting at the shoulder and going to your upper arm, elbow, forearm, front of the hand, back of the hand, fingers one, two, three, four, five, and then coming back up the arm, back up to your chest, and rolling down the chest into your upper abdomen, waist, lower abdomen, And then coming back up, starting with your shoulders, your shoulder blades, and your mid-back, low back, and then rolling over your buttocks, back around to the front of your hips. Smoothing it all out. And down the tops of your thighs. Your inner thighs. Outer thighs. Front of the knees. Back of the knees. your shins, calves, ankles all around, all sides. And the top of the foot, the bottom of your foot, your heel, arch, ball of the foot and then big toe second toe third toe fourth and fifth and then over to the other foot get around the ankle top of the foot bottom of the foot heel arch, ball of the foot, big toe, second toe, third, fourth, and fifth. Good. And you can let go of that image. 
And just feel your body resting, whatever it's resting on. Feel gravity pulling it down towards the earth. And see if you can make yourself feel even a little heavier. Like gravity was just really just rooting you down towards the center of the planet. Keep breathing. And again, if you ever get distracted, you can always bring your attention back to your breath. And just notice where your breathing is. Are you still breathing into the bottom of your lungs? Is your belly still rising and falling with each breath? And feel free to stay here as long as you'd like. We've been going about 10 minutes, so if you need to get up and move on with other things, then you'll follow my cues. If you want to stay, then stay. Ignore my cues. So if you're going to be getting out of the meditation, just gently begin to wiggle your toes and fingers, maybe deepen your breath a bit. You might want to rock your neck, your head side to side. It might feel nice to run your tongue alongside your teeth, just bringing some moisture back to your mouth. And you can gradually move to bigger movements, rolling your ankles if you're laying down, if you're just seated, rolling the wrists. If you're lying down, just take a nice big stretch, stretching from your toes, the tops of your fingers, arms running alongside your ears. If you're seated, you can bring your arms alongside your ears as well and just get a nice big stretch in the upper body. Good. And then when you're ready on your next inhale, you can gently begin to let your eyes flutter open. If your eyes were already open, you might just want to take a moment to refocus the gaze. And before you get up quickly to run off to your next thing, just see if you can mindfully and slowly move to the next thing on your to-do list today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. 
Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.